welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. We're here with Laura Mazen-Frankie. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you, Carl. So you are an Augustine artist and a Cordoba artist, among other things. And, and I, I believe you told me you were residing in Miami these days? Well, yes. I, I am a Cordoba artist and a, also a, an Augustine artist. And I am now in Miami. I am taking a little vacation here and oh, coming nice. back to L.A. Um, for the summer. Yeah, so okay. I can just go back to USC. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're in school at USC now? Yes, I'm doing my oh, doctoral degree at USC. Wonderful. Who, who are you studying with? Well, my main professor is Scott Tennant. Okay. Uh, but you know that as part of the DMA, we have to take classes with different professors. So I've been lucky enough to get classes from William Canengeiser, Ryan Head, sure. and also Maestro Pepe Romero is uh, one of the professors um, that comes uh, twice per semester. Right. And he gives like a master class and also a private class to some students. And I've been lucky enough to get also some insights from him. So yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. What, what a place, what, a, what an amazing place to be for the, the guitar world, you know? I have to be <laughs> saying thank you to the universe every day yeah. that I'm there, really. <laughs> right. It's, it's well, like a wonderful place to be for a guitarist. Yeah. And, and what, what were you doing before you went, went to USC? Where were you then? Yes, well, I did my master's degree here in Miami at the okay. University of Miami with Professor Rafael Padron. And oh. then before that, well, I was living in Cuba and I oh, did wow. my undergrad on um, orchestra conducting and musicology, actually, not, not oh, classical fantastic. guitar. <laughs> yes. <Wow>. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the journey with the guitar started you know, since I was 10 years old, okay. when I started an elementary school of music, and I started my approach to the guitar. I never, ever had the experience of playing a guitar because there wasn't a guitar at home, and right. I really wasn't acquainted with the things that you can do in the classical guitar but in Cuba they have a selective process that is very unusual they just scout kids based on like musicianship skills you know they okay. see that you have those kind of skills they, they scout you and then after a long process of tests and different examinations they determine based on also your like physical attitudes uh, which instrument is the one that is meant to be for you and okay. they decided that it was guitar, that it was classical guitar. And I was like, well, <laughs> but then the first day that I actually had a guitar uh, in my hands, which was when my mom brought it from the school to home, I was so excited. And I started discovering this universe and well, who uh, for life? Yes. That's exciting. That's, that's amazing. So it's, you know, it's funny because a lot of times people say, you know, I, I didn't choose it. It chose me. And, you know, that's kind of. It's kind of what happened to you, for real. <laughs> for real. I mean, really for real. And even in my career, uh, given circumstances, for example, I did my, uh, you could call it high school here, at the Conservatory of Music in Havana, Amadeo. And um, it was a very prestigious conservatory of music.
music very tough uh, and it will they will make us play so much and then when i wanted to continue my uh you know my guitar studies at the university of arts they decided that the classical guitar wouldn't be a career for that year so they okay. didn't open that uh option so all of us had to pick up well whether to have an undergrad degree in music or just choose another career in music that could allow you to do that so i decided to just go with musicology and orchestra conducting and that could have been one of those moments in life on which you just step back from the guitar never ever play right. it again however it kept on coming to me through friends through people who wanted me to do concerts and it was like, yeah, it's definitely choosing me. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And so you continued to play, obviously, even though you were pursuing that degree in conducting. Yes. Yeah. It was mostly like having three careers at the same time. <laughs> it was a little bit insane. Doing concerts with the classical guitar and then doing all my duties with musicology and right. then with orchestra conducting. It was intense. Wow. And, and so how, how did it end up that, that you were able to come to the States? That's got to be kind of an unusual situation, I'd imagine. Yes, yes. Well, uh, thank God my, my dad is an American citizen now. Oh, okay. So uh, for Cubans, it is there's a law that allows you to kind of like uh, bring your family if you're an American citizen. Right. Sometimes it takes a lot of time several years sometimes it yeah. is fast and for me it worked out really fast and i okay. had the opportunity of coming here to the u.s and then well it was just starting from scratch because basically it, it was starting in a new place that has right. new language new customs new everything um but one thing was clear for me that if i made that decision it was not to just step back and just let it go and just see what happens but go for my dreams and push really hard and so i started uh, i remember practicing a lot of the english and doing english tests and everything uh and then i auditioned for the first school of music and then finally well i got the scholarship and was able to start and that wow. was like i will call it my guitar beginning here in the u.s so i will, <laughs> will always be thankful wow. so did, did you didn't study english in in school as a youngster well, I did. I did, did because okay. in Cuba, in Cuba, like English is one of those mandatory subjects. It is okay. Incredible, but yes, yeah. lo a lot of people don't like it, yeah. so they just don't pay attention. <laughs> you know, it's like when when in schools they give you Spanish lessons here in the U.S. and the right. kids just don't care. Right. Okay, the okay. same happened in same Cuba. But right. I was the kind. <laughs> I was so nerd. I loved everything in English, yeah. from the music to movies to everything okay. to books. I was so into Harry Potter by that time as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, a friend of mine had like the books, but only in English. So I pushed myself and said, well, I need to go. read it. <laughs> and so, yeah. And also my mom uh, works for the Volvo company in Cuba. Okay. So she speaks English as well. So I was okay. around her speaking English. And so I had a little bit of a background, but not at the level uh, that you would, you know, be ready for like undertaking a master's, right. but sure. whatever, you have to do what you have to do and you have to <laughs> just learn. Life is right. a learning process, continuous sure. learning process. And did you come here with with your parents or did you come here alone? Well, my dad was already living here, okay. but my family, my mom and the family who raised me still yeah. in Cuba. Oh, okay. All right. So you, you did have someone here to 
to be yes. with. So yeah, yes. that's great. Yeah, awesome, fantastic. And where, how long, how how far along in your your uh, doctorate are you? When will you be finishing your doctorate? Do you think? Yes. Well, twenty twenty five should be the year. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, you must have just started. <laughs> yes, I just started. Actually, yeah. I just finished my first year. So yeah, okay. it's a long journey. Great. And have you, have you been able to do that all in person or has some of that have, had to been virtual because of the pandemic? Well, uh, I was able to do both hybrid, okay. but most of the time you have to be in person at school oh, and just attend okay. the lessons. And it's been so good because I feel like, you know, online is great, but having the opportunity of meeting those legends course, like live in person and right, get yeah. those insights, it's just such a wonderful experience. Right. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah, great. And you mentioned that you have you have a recording coming up. We should talk about that, right? Oh yes. Uh, Tell us. It's a it's a project that I've been working on for a long time. Um, it started almost like a year ago, but uh, okay. life happens, and in the middle, <laughs> you get concerts, and also I was you know trying to get into USC, and so many things happening at the same time. But I am working on my debut album, and it's going to be. Uh, I would say a way of summarizing my journey from my beginnings until the point that I am. I feel like it's going to be like a life story encapsulated in one album. So it, it is for me very dear and it might be the reason why I have taken so much time because I okay. just wanted to be, you want to be careful, yeah. Exactly, yeah. as good as possible, as perfect as possible, and as representative of everything yeah. that matters uh, to me and that has mattered to me uh, in the classical guitar for such a long time. So, yeah. from choosing the repertoire to recording, it's been so, so selective and so, uh, I would say, close to me that yeah. I am just looking forward to bringing that out to the world and see what the world thinks about it. But I'm yeah. so excited. That, that's yeah that's great um, and I, I think you know taking care of those things you know being being you know being attentive and and being investing some of some of yourself and some thought and that kind of thing in the process I mean hopefully that just makes for a better product in the end right you know yes I, I, I hope so I, I, I hope so <laughs> I, I think that's okay I think a lot of times maybe uh, we should all do that a little bit more. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting because you don't often think, you know, I, 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 there are probably more examples than I, that I know of, but you tend to think of, of classical recordings in general, you know, not just classical guitar recordings, but, but classical recordings in general. They're not really, they don't tend to be very personal in nature. You know, oh. they, they tend to be very gener generic or trying trying to achieve something in terms of saying something about the repertoire. Oh, here's a new take on this repertoire that everybody's been playing for years and years, but this is my interpretation of it. So that happens a bit, you know, or, you know, new new music coming out. And certainly, I guess that's that's personal in, in a way, but to, to kind of conceive of something as a personal statement telling us a, a personal story like that, I, I think that's kind of unusual in the classical music world. You know? Well, thank you so much. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't envision it any other way. And I feel like, it, you know, after it comes out to the world, maybe on next recordings, I think I will have like, I always kind of like a very personal approach. Like if I'm going to do a city, probably it will be themed or something. Right. It would have to represent something that I believe in, something yeah. that moves me 
that might go beyond the classical guitar, might go beyond a piece of music and might just be something bigger sure. than just, you know, classical music itself, just ideas and statements and right. things that need to be said to the world, I think. That's yeah. that's how I function most and, you know, of the time. And it's interesting because, I mean, in the pop music world, that's that's nothing new at all, right? I mean, that's 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 what they've been doing for for decades, but it's yeah, it's just kind of interesting how the how the, you, applying those kinds of thoughts to the to the classical music world is is you know something different. But I think I think it I think it's, it sounds really exciting. Sounds like a, a a brave new thing to be doing. So talk talk a little bit about what that means to you. So I imagine you know the selection of repertoire and that kind of thing. What like how how did that filter down in, in terms of what the recording is actually going to be like when it's finished? Yes. Well. It has been a lot of editing process mentally, not even yeah. <laughs> musically. It's just it was just like okay, let me just do a list of these pieces that I, that for me were milestones in my life or that uh, have a certain meaning uh, okay. that are close to me in a way or another, and there were plenty of them. But just selecting the ones that had the quality, also the musical quality. Um, to be part of this city and also the emotional quality to be representative of one stage of my life it was very difficult yeah but i think that the result is pretty interesting because you'll see a lot of variety yeah. a lot of variety, so many <laughs> colors so many different sides of of music and, and so many different sides of the guitar sure. and the classical guitar and so many sides of me personally yeah. that i'm so excited you will have music by women composers you will have music by latin american composers by cuban composers Classicals, uh, you know, classical composers from uh, Europe. You will have also Spanish music because that is big in Cuba. I mean, yeah. we are lovers of Spanish music, and in fact, people when think about the guitar, they think about Spanish music. It's Interesting. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it will be like a lot of colors mixed yeah. one with another and creating something special. And when, when do you think it's going to be finished? When do you, when, when do you plan to have it Well, out? I'm now recording the last two songs okay. of, the, of the album. So if everything works out fast and well, I think we'll be able to have it out by September. September oh, is like my deadline. Yes. Excellent. Great, great, great. And how long have you been working on it? Oh, it's been going on for a while from the conceptualization to saying, okay, this is what I want. And this is uh, like the repertoire that I'm going to record to then finding, figuring out the recording itself, you know, like right. finding the studios that right. are affordable, that, that I can actually, you know, <laughs> spend my time on without going broke, totally broke <laughs> uh, to, um, to just uh, now the editing process that of right. course is going to be taking a little bit of a while but um, I think it is worth it yeah. I think and especially this first album I think I think like it should be like a child that you bring to the world sure. so you want it to be as prepared to the world as it can be absolutely yeah 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 great and are, have you recorded it all in one place or have you have you recorded in different different studios yeah, different yeah. studios. Uh, yeah, some of them had been... Well, the first one were at my home studio when I was yeah. like in Miami, then in LA. I have been recording at Pirate Studios, and okay. I think that the rest of them will be recorded at Pirate, uh, okay. Pirate Studios as well. Yeah. yeah. 
And are you doing the editing yourself, or are you do are you having them do? No, that for you? no. Yeah. Yes, someone else is gonna be doing the <laughs> the editing. I'm not as good at that. Well, you know, <laughs> I find that you pay for it one way or the other, you know, either either with with money or your time and and sanity. You know, it's sometimes it's it's really worth it to to pay other people to do that work for you. Yes, I just want it to be, you know, if it has taken so much time, I just want it to be as good as possible. I have been doing the editing and the, the whole production of all the other songs that I have on Spotify. Right. But this is something else. This is something yeah. that I want it to be as good as possible. So, sure. yeah. It might be worth it to just invest a little bit and have some mm. expert do it than right. just me trying to do things around. <laughs> sure, sure. So you have a you have a bunch of stuff that you've had, that you've recorded previously on on Spotify, and is that were, were those just making a recording of a particular piece of music, putting it up, and then doing another one whenever you could, that that sort of thing? Actually, yeah. yes, yes. I just said, well, why wait to have an entire album right. to have the experience of feeling like a recording artist yeah. if you can just grab a microphone, your laptop, get in a closet or whatever, record yeah. a piece of music, and put it out there to the world. So that's sure. what I did, and it turned out it turned out well. I was so scared at the beginning. I was. <laughs> Let me just put this, and I hope people like it, and yeah. uh, and it, it got a really nice response, and the three tracks that I have now on Spotify are doing well, uh, surprisingly well, I would have to say, yes, and uh, I think it, it brought me closer to my audience, to okay. the people who, sure. who already uh, wanted to hear something from me, and they were only getting those pieces pieces and beats you know from right. instagram facebook now they can listen to me whatever they want yeah so so you think you you, you built a, a bit of a fan base through through the other social media sites and yes. then created the, the the recordings for spotify through that yeah yeah it's been a, it's been something interesting because it has been building up by by themselves like each platform yeah. will have its its own audience like on Instagram, huh. there are about 20,000 people uh, of so many walks of life. It's just so yeah. wonderful and to receive so much love. There are people who are musicians, but there are others that are engineers. There's yeah. a lot of uh, artists as well, like actors yeah. and uh, visual artists. And But yeah, it's such a variety. And then uh, I started on Spotify and we started very small. And now there are like 30,000 listeners per month. That's Good for yes. you. Oh my yes. gosh! Wow. Yeah. So now, did when you when you started that process, were, were you really conscious about that, or or did, what? How did that happen? Like, did, did you <laughs> did you did you construct your your social media in, in a certain way because you wanted? Hey, I'm going to get these people, and then I'm going to do the Spotify thing and get get them listening to me there or is it something that just kind of like hey i'll try this and wow look there's all these people paying attention to me now you know so in that's other words, exactly. what's, what's your secret <laughs> that's exactly that's yeah. exactly it was just me trying out uh, uh on instagram i i joined when like it was 2016 and it was just okay. fun it was just like okay following people then i i just like okay maybe i can post something yeah and then okay, some people like it, and then we started building a community 
Yeah. And then I said, well, okay, so no more whatever pictures and videos. Let's just <laughs> downsize this to the guitar because I'm, you know, I'm a guitarist. And okay. that's what people should like about me. I don't, right. I mean, I, I love the idea of connecting in a human level. Right. But I want to put some of my stuff out there so right. I know how I sound and how I practice and how, a little bit of my story through the guitar. Right. So, right. and it started building up and yeah, now we're like little community. It's so Amazing. nice, and it That's... and it, it inspires me. I have to say, yeah. it on days that I don't even like, you know, we have our days. We don't have right, to to be loving what we do every day. Some days <laughs> you just want to throw the guitar away because it's not answering you. You're trying to play, and it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And and or on you're those tired days, or you're hungry, or yeah, all this yeah. Stuff. And on those days, I. <laughs> I usually get it's like incredible a little message a comment that is uplifting and that keeps me going that's really cool that's really, so, really cool yeah it all happened by chance it, it I, was I like that Instagram idea and that then you, the Spotify. you know and I really haven't thought of this but I like that idea of focusing it you know like like let, yeah let's get rid of all the birthday party pictures and you know <laughs> yeah. here's here's where i went hiking and stuff like that you know like those are great but it, it's interesting though because yeah if, if you i guess if you concentrate on on your social media like hey this is just me playing guitar then you know it's going to be it's going to be stronger and you're going to going to attract that audience uh, yeah it is something yeah. that uh usually i mean when we approach social media we want it to be just whatever just whatever right. we think and their day and this and that yeah. but then when you start like creating something that you want to represent you yeah. in certain aspects of your life right. you need to cut it up and you know niche it down yeah. and just be more focused and i think that helped a lot because yeah. people were getting confused okay she's posting about the weather or <laughs> guitar and right. then she went traveling so it can That's be really part interesting. of interesting yeah yeah you can always of course choose to to show a little bit of your personality right. and your life of course but i i feel like it should be used as a platform for getting your art out there yeah. and reaching out to new audiences because i think it i think it really helps and i think we should always aim to broaden the audiences for the classical guitar that's one of my mottos as a yeah. as a musician my idea is to try to bring more people into the classical guitar yeah. and into understanding what is the classical guitar and enjoying the music that we're able to do right right yeah and it, the, the other thing that's that, that strikes me about about that is you know through these platforms we have access to so many more people than we would have any other way, right? I mean, to, to, to even think about 20,000 people knowing who you are, I mean, that, that to me, that's mind-boggling. You know, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. But it's because the platform is so huge, you know, I mean, 20,000 people is such a small percentage of all of the people that are on that platform. Definitely. Because it's such a huge platform, you, you only have to get a tiny little percentage to have 20,000 people. Um, yes. I, there was, I, was, I was at some, some conference a number of years ago, and this was a long time ago. This was before any social media or anything. Um, but it was, a, it, it was an, a, like a marketing and advertising experts talking to musicians saying, hey, we know you're bad at this. Here's some things that you know <laughs> you, we we can do to because most musicians don't have a mind for these kinds of things. I certainly don't. And and one of the things that I always remembered this is he said you know if if you have you don't have to sell your product to everybody. 
right? If you know, there, if you want to make a million dollars and you have a product that sells for a dollar, well, you only have to find a million people. With the population of the world, that should be pretty easy, right? And so that that was his concept, you know. And, and that was again, this was a long time ago, and, and it makes me think of this this now with the social social media. And and the other thing that that I think is really interesting too, is you can be very 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 popular, popular enough so that you know, yeah, you're getting an audience that supports you and and is you know that's what you're doing, and still be relatively unknown, you know, because yeah. there's so many people. So many people supporting you, but still, like, wow, is that's really strange too, you know, to, to think. It is, it know. is. In fact, one of my goals has always been to, uh, okay, this is a great opportunity for connecting with people yeah. around the world, which is amazing, huge. And I love being a content creator. I love curating things that tell them, that talk to them about me, about the classical guitar, about the world of music. But also I like not to lose perspective of the real world as well. I don't want to see myself just in the bubble of the internet, but also being able to just do real life concerts and tour and engaging with people that maybe some of those people are the ones that saw me on Instagram, but now they're coming to see me. So I think that as musicians, uh, we should, and now in these times, we should aim to be as round as possible, as holistic as possible, and just take take advantage of technology to, you know, better ourselves. uh, But also, you know, remember that being an artist has so many uh, layers and so many uh, ways of going. So just choose yours and uh, be true to your way. That's very important. That's great. I, that's that's wonderful, wonderful advice. So, so you, you so you, you you mentioned that you're on Instagram, and I, I mentioned it's pretty easy for people to find you there, and and I think you're on Facebook as well. And are you doing other platforms? You I mentioned Twitter and, and YouTube and everything. And yes, well, I am on Instagram as Laura Mason Frankie okay. at Lil Laura. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube. I started taking YouTube a little bit more serious. Uh, just after Spotify, I have to to be fair, when I saw that Spotify was, well, that people were really enjoying all my playing and I said, well, it's time to go to YouTube and make it, you know, something more about my music and my performances on concerts, live performances, and um, lately I've been doing more creative videos, uh, so you can find me there. Uh, by my name, Laura Mason Franken again, and you will see surprises. And also there's a new video that I'm actually recording tomorrow that I am very excited about. It's a collaboration with a friend of mine. She's a violinist and she is extremely talented and we are doing some piazzola. We're going to do Libertango, but we're going to do a very personal take on that one. So yes, to all of the people who are listening on my feed curious, well, just go and subscribe. Fantastic, great, and so in, in 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 terms of like creating the content, are do do you have a like a set schedule in terms of what you're doing, or is it just kind of when you have something ready, you put it up, or how how do you how do you plan for that? 
Yes, I wish I could be more, and, and you know, my family is always telling me I should be more organized. But <laughs> as you can see, I'm having many layers. Uh, right. I, I am doing a doctoral degree. I, I am a concert artist. I also do recordings with certain musicians. And then I have like on another personal layer, I'm a mom of a, oh. an almost two year old. So oh there's so many, so many things going on. So I honestly, I don't have a set schedule for 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 anything <laughs> not <Okay>. for recordings <laughs> not for anything i just try to just gamble it all and you know be able to whenever i have time devote a little bit of time yeah. to recording some videos and then when i have that extra time well i will do some studio time and right. that's how it goes sometimes i just want to do it but then a concert comes up sure. and then i need to yeah, prioritize so right. exactly but i'm working on being more more right. organized because i think <laughs> at that it will give my uh, my audience a little bit more uh, to enjoy and right. I will be able to put up more quality content on okay. any of those sites. Yeah. But yeah, I just go with whatever time I have extra yeah. in my life and then I, I create something. <laughs> Sometimes you, you... I like to do a lot of recordings when I am practicing. That's one thing that I do okay. a lot. Interesting. So and they, it, go well. I, they go well. They go well. Just kind of impromptu. <laughs> you're, you're, you're practicing and you think, oh, this, this would be a good thing to, to do. Ah, that is most of the time, like 99%. Huh. <laughs> interesting. That's that's yeah. really interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, because otherwise you have to think about it and plan. I'm going to do this and this is when I'm going to do it. And, I mean, you're practicing anyway. Why not just, like, fire up the camera and, and do something? Exactly. So, exactly. Most of the time, yeah. most of the videos that you see are either me at the studio or me yeah. at the university or me at my home huh. practicing. Just really seeing a lot yeah. of those insights. And then, of course, uh, if there's a concert that I had, I will record bits and pieces or maybe the entire concert and then I will right. put up uh, some sure. of that content. So yeah. it's all about trying to yeah, get a little bit of everything and yeah. trying to find the balance, which is very hard. Sure. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you find that, that you're you're posting like consistently or is it kind of just randomly like you might have four next week, but then not? another for a couple next couple weeks yeah kind of for thing. now it is randomly uh yeah. although i said i i'm becoming a more organized person <laughs> in the process of <laughs> and hopefully uh yeah i will be able to have a more uh followable <laughs> schedule uh in the meantime just please bear with me and you know <laughs> and the randomness you must you must be doing something something okay just to have that to have that many people following you must be doing something right i think Thank so that's, you. that's interesting yeah and and i mean i'm just i'm fascinated by this because you know this it's I started my career in my early 20s, which was a long time ago, and none of this existed then, and the world has changed about four times since then, and, you know, I, I don't have a handle on any of it, I just, you know, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing now, okay, I'll try my best and, and make this happen, um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of interested in, in the whole process, and, and people who, such as yourself, who are younger than me, and this is this is how you are building careers now, and it's really fascinating. Um, it makes me wish that you know if we had this stuff when I was younger. Um, so, do you do you, do you make a conscious effort to to spread around the different platforms? Or do you do you cross post between platforms? How do, how does that all work for you? Mm. Well, uh, I 
I am just thinking about that because <laughs> I, I just don't think I do. <laughs> of yeah, course, yeah. if I have a release that is coming up on Spotify, yeah. I will do uh, a lot of postings on my socials, just advertising it in a way okay. that people want to go and listen. And if someone is asking, you know, uh, when are you releasing something that I'm at? I'm, I'm already answering their questions. So okay. I might do some of those when something is coming. Uh, I have been thinking about also doing some, you know, cross promotion for, between my Instagram and my YouTube. Since on my YouTube, I don't have those numbers yet. I am on, I think, 8,000 something subscribers. That's great, um, yeah. But, it, but I, it has been also like having a life of themselves. The, the interesting thing about these platforms is that I discovered that even though you might want to, you know, have the same fans coming around your platforms, the platforms themselves have a life of themselves, have like an audience of themselves. Sometimes you might huh. find them cross platform, but sometimes right. there are people who are only on YouTube. And those are my YouTube fans, and then right. they have your Instagram fans, and then you have your Facebook fans. So it's like that, and then you have the people who listen to you on Spotify that are not following you in anywhere else. They just like right. the music. So um, wow. it's interesting. You can, I think, you can do cross promotion, but right. you have to think about each platform as something that has a life of itself yeah. and create. Wow. And create within the guidelines of the platform and I also I think the style of the platform sure because for example I wouldn't be putting um, a more informal video on LinkedIn no I will be all dressed up looking as professional and you know as serious as possible <laughs> right. and meanwhile I wouldn't put on Instagram a video that is so long that it should be on YouTube so right. sure, sure. each 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 channel has its own life and yeah. we i think it, if we respect that it's okay sure. uh but yeah in a perfect world it will be awesome that your, <laughs> all your fans circulated from one one platform to the it's, other i mean it makes my head swim i mean it seems, it seems like it's just so much to, to keep track of you know and, and and again i mean it's for for me just even think think about like Okay, what well, I have to do? What? Okay, you know, I mean, I'm so slow and so far behind, and then have to have that on top of it. It's just, you know, it's it's mind-boggling. So, do you, do you find that like this has been just uh, an experience of you learning how to do this by doing it, or are there places that you've gone to to learn about how to do this successfully? And and the real question that I have for you is now, as as a young person in school, are are music schools talking about these things to their students saying hey you know this is this is an important thing in your career now yes well I started all by just randomly trying uh, I always been I have been always fascinated by the idea of having the possibility of talking to more people in the world that has been right. since I was a kid I, I was in love with the idea of being able to communicate my messages uh, was it music? Was it like a poem I wrote? I, I just wanted to share it with the world. I had this. And for me, uh, as a human being, it's one of my biggest goals to become a voice, but a voice for good. A voice that could inspire people and, you know, kind of like make them choose the right path, if that exists, in a way that, I mean, the right path is what your heart and your beliefs take you. So... 
but I believe that I, that would be my biggest aim to to just do a difference in this world by just being able to inspire people and help them become the, the, the better self and if that can be with musicians or non-musicians I don't even care and I think that everybody in the world deserves that and as 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 far as as it can get my message that will be so uh, I started just by experimenting truly experimented and then I started well okay this seems to be working and I'm always sure. I'm, I'm an extreme nerd so I <laughs> might do my research I mean I will do research about toothpaste if you need yeah. to it's <laughs> yeah so I did my research and I started learning a little bit about these things sometimes it can be overwhelming I have to say yeah. uh, to keep up with those you know uh, a lot of tips tricks things that you should do or not uh, it's just it has to feel organic to you Sure. If it doesn't feel organic, then just because you're not a marketing person, you're a musician who is trying to take a message out to the world. That's it. So not to lose perspective and get ourselves tangled in the <laughs> in the information without doing anything. Yeah. So I did a little bit of my research. And then when I was doing my a master's at the University of Miami, there was actually a class that was multimedia for musicians. And they actually... Well, I learned a lot. They they actually tell those how to do better videos, how to record yourself at home, how to be able to manage the different social media outlets. So I Great. think it helped a lot. And now at, at USC, well, I wasn't taking one of those classes uh, because I already took one and I was prioritizing some of the others. Um, but I do know that they have very good uh, classes on musician development and musician um, entrepreneurship. And I Great. think that today, any musician that can should take this course, uh, courses yeah. and Absolutely. should. I think that we're always learning in life. And when we decide to stop learning, then we're limiting right. ourselves. So this world is so much um, moving around technology and our, and about these uh, elements that I think we need to know where we're standing at least right. and have a little of knowledge about this thing that is the meta universe right. that is coming and be prepared just to be prepared and to to also take advantage of this opportunity that we have nowadays that that wasn't available before that allowed you to connect with the world from the comfort of your home your, from yeah, a your, little from device yeah, <laughs> from a little device yeah. that you carry with you yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yes that's that's yeah that's that's really interesting and i the other thought i just had about that too is you know thinking thinking about generations um you know i'm sure that a lot of young people you know by the time they're going to college now really have a handle on a lot of that stuff because they've they've been using it their whole lives you know so it's it's interesting but I'm, I'm really happy to hear that 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 schools are are including that kind of thing in their in their curriculum you know again when I was when I was in school there was there was nothing there was nothing even in terms of marketing and and you have these are the materials that you have to have and this is how you have to present yourself and and it was it was it was a real trial by fire to learn all that all of that myself you know, yes. while I was trying to, to work, you know, and to and, build a career. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I always thought, you know, this, this stuff should really be included in, in education, you know, and if you compare it to other fields, I suppose, you know, more practical fields, um, they would, they would never do that, 
you know, like, why is it that the arts got away with that for so long, not not really preparing people to work, you know, and 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 I think it's it's it, it makes me really happy to hear that that those offerings are are happening and that yeah. they're, they're adapting to fit the modern world, you know, because it's that's that's it. That's how that's how people yeah. are doing doing careers now, you know. Finally, so. academia is evolving. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of the things. I was taking a pedagogy class this semester, and one of the things that we studied was that actually, I think it all started on 2015. There was a very big meeting of uh, a lot of researchers and pedagogues, and they were talking about the necessity of becoming more in tune with modern times and of academia being renewed by including some of these classes yeah. so the musicians when get out of school they can do something you know with their careers and they they are prepared for yeah. whatever is out there so it's been an effort not only from uh, certain universities but i think it's like something that was like established and now they are changing a little bit of um the curriculum that was yeah. used in a in the classical musicians formation and i think it's helping us it's oh, helping absolutely. us yeah. be more rounded and also you know become more available to whatever right. is out there yeah and it's you know, the the other thought that that i just had too was this this idea and people told me this when when i was a student and i heard them and i i can't say that i didn't even believe them but i didn't know what they were saying and and that was that you know Playing the guitar is just the smallest part of it now. You know, it's, it's, it's all of the other things. You know, that, that that you have to attend to 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 build your career. You know, yes, it can be overwhelming nowadays. I think I think yeah. it was easier when it was just a guitar. <laughs> you didn't have to take care of so many things. Yeah. It's well, just it, like it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been my experience that it was never just the guitar. Unfortunately, you know, but yes. I remember I used to, I used to spend Friday was my telephone day, and I would get up in the morning, make my coffee, and sit on the telephone making calls all day long. And I had a big notebook, you know, with notes mm -hmm. for everybody that I talked to and what they told me, when to call them back, blah. And it, it was it was torture. I hated it. I absolutely hated. It. But it's it, that's that's what you had to do to to you know to get the concerts and whatnot. And. Um, so you know when when email came around, I was like, "Yay, this is so yeah, much way easier! I don't need to be talking all day." <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. But it's just it's it's so funny, and, and again, like I, it's things I had to learn by by doing and, and figure out by by doing it. But yeah, it's like, huh? Yeah, I wish I could just play guitar all the time. <laughs> like, what is yeah. all this other stuff? And have to you know have to learn how to build websites, and you know uh, have to learn how to to deal with the the technology for video and audio recording. Um, all, of, all of these things, you know, it's, and it's not that, I'm, I'm glad I know some of this stuff, but it's not, you know, these are not things that I ever wanted to, <laughs> to know about, you know, like, I, I so know, just, we just, just have to really do what we have to do. Right, it's really interesting how that goes. <laughs> it's, yeah, right? and it's so good that you're talking about all these things involved, because people think that we just, you know, just appear out of nowhere, <laughs> and we know how to play the pieces very well, and we got the concert because, you know, God is wonderful, and it is a lot of work involved from getting yourself ready with the repertoire, choosing different repertoires, preparing proposals, yeah. writing uh, emails that are thorough, but also that are that, that the people are gonna read because you don't want right. to be too too long, pitching people, 
and being uh you know being resilient also because sometimes you won't hear back from people oh, right. yeah. sometimes you will hear a no uh, right. i don't know it, there are so many things involved and then of course creating a portfolio which is like your mm -hmm. website i and had to do mine as well oh my gosh yeah and and i didn't had any idea about how to do a website in my life because I'm coming from Cuba, although I'm young, I didn't have access to any of those technologies. Because in Cuba, we didn't have internet, having a computer at home wasn't the, the normal thing. Yeah. And so you just have to catch up with so many things. But yes, it is. It, I think I don't think it was never just playing the guitar, but just yeah. think that <laughs> we keep on adding and adding and <laughs> suddenly we will need yeah. like an assistant to be able to do all of those things. It, yes, yes. And it's funny because I, I do have a, an assistant that, that, you know, he's he's not full time. I could, could never ever afford such a thing, but, you know, he helps me a lot and and uh, he's, he's younger, so he helps me to think about a lot of this stuff that, that if I were if I were on my own, it would it would be very very difficult to to think of all of that on, on my own. It's very very helpful, but it's it's true. It's like you could, it, and I'm sure there are people in the world that have people to do this for them as a full time occupation. You know, I it's, am it's, quite sure. You know. I am quite sure. Uh, and yes, it gets to a point where it is really overwhelming because you have so many roles to to be part yeah. of. And you just need to also sometimes focus and say, okay, well, I am all these things, but what do I want to be? Like, right. what is the most important one? Because I need to choose right now about my time, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I definitely think that yeah. there's a lot of people who have assistants. And also I know that, you know, management and agents play a big role in, in, the, in the life of a musician. So that, that might be a huge enhancement. Sure. Uh, however, nowadays it's not as easy as it was yesterday, maybe, to get yeah. an agent or... I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure there are as many, you know? I, I, think, I, I think don't think... I, th I think there are fewer, and I think the people that are using them exclusively are fewer, and I think the presenters that are only dealing... Because that, that was the other thing, is it, to a certain extent, certain presenters were, they were closed shop, you know? It was, they, they, they had certain agents that they worked with to fill their seasons, and I think that kind of thing is changing a lot. Um, it is changing. You know, and, and I, maybe that's good. You know, maybe it gives gives the artists a little bit more control over over their their thing. I it's and what what's surprising to me these days is is a number of really really big name artists who are no longer using yeah, management. Being they're themselves. They they just said, hey, why should I bother? You know, I'll do it myself. It, it, it's easier, and I have control of everything. And you know, and it's and certainly it's cheaper. You know, so it's uh, it's uh, that's it's interesting how that is how to, how that's really changed. And I, but yes. again, back to this idea of, of you know being personal, right? I mean, that, that's I think that's kind of cool in a way too. You know, <laughs> um, so who, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> we're all still trying to figure it out as we go. We're figuring <laughs> out life. Yes, I have been having a little bit of both world. Uh, I started with, um, I'm part of a, the roster of Vida Art Management, yeah. and uh, on one hand, yes, uh, they have been reaching out to people, the result, some, uh, I don't know, you know, sometimes yeah. you are better off taking up that weight of yourself, sometimes you can deal with that, right. I've been feeling lately <laughs> that it might be overwhelming for me to just be alone on yeah. the path doing everything 
But at the same time, I, I would like to be with a management that is constantly like, you know, getting to what I want, which is very difficult because when you're with a management, you're just part of a roster. Right, so you're, right. you're part of a bunch of artists and they don't necessarily need to care about what you care I don't know if I make myself... Um, no, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah. So basically, that more personal approach, sometimes you don't get it when, right. when you're dealing with, with management. So yeah, yeah it's, it's complicated. It's sorting <laughs> things out all the time and trying to make it as you as you can, your career. Sure. And how, how much playing, well, I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a, a strange question to ask because nobody was doing any playing for about two years. But, um, you know, before the pandemic and, and as things are ramping up now, like how how what does your performance schedule look like? Yes. Well, when the pandemic started, it was going well. Uh, I actually had an entire tour for Latin America that had oh, to fantastic. be postponed. And to the day of today, <laughs> it hasn't been able to resume. Um, I was a, I was going to Guatemala, Ecuador, Mexico, Argentina, and Chile, uh, so I couldn't do that. But right. thanks to the technology, I was able to do a concert for the Chilean Society of okay. Guitar, of Classical Guitar. So that was a way of me connecting with uh, some of the fans in Latin America. And we also had, uh, like, I had like two online concerts. Right. One was just uh, on my own. The other one was for uh, Group Muse. And I had another okay. one, which was, uh, I don't remember the name of the platform right now. Oh my gosh, it's a, a South, oh, that feels so bad. It's a South American platform for concerts. Okay. And they did a concert on that one as well. And then I, I did like little workshops over Instagram. So. Okay. Yeah, those were amazing opportunities because on a year that you couldn't do anything, Race. I was able to play for people and I was doing like whole programmings for for people around the world. So that felt really, really nice. And uh, then I was invited to play at a show that is called the B.I.G. Music Show. Okay. I was invited twice during the pandemic. And oh. it's a very nice show uh, where, you know, you get asked questions, very interesting questions about music, and then you play a little bit of the guitar. Uh, so it was also a very wonderful experience in those times that were so dark. I yeah. felt like um, being able to connect with people made me more joyful because I felt like I had a meaning in one way. And also because just watching the people reactions, you know, to, to my music and that moment and being happy and enjoying and just bringing me those comments saying, yeah. thank you, you light up my day. Well, oh. that definitely, that definitely made a difference. And sure. I felt like connecting through music in such dark times was a, a way of making people just go through them a little bit smoother. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. now after, we can say after the pandemic, although we're not sure. <laughs> fingers crossed, right? Yeah, fingers oh, crossed. You know, it's Thanks, either that or we just God. sit around and, and continue to do nothing. You know, I, I think let's, 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 let's act as if we can start to do things now. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I prefer to think it's over. <laughs> 
So on 2021, things started opening up, and here in Miami, had my first concert on April 2021, and then I moved to LA, and then in LA, I did a presentation with the USC Guitar Studio. Then I had a concert on December that was for the Orange Coast College. Okay. Uh, it was a beautiful recital, and I was so grateful it was such a lovely venue and the audience was incredible so encouraging thank you so much for adam petit for inviting me to play and uh, also i had a performance for uh, a music salon that is called the palos verdes music salon okay. in in palos verdes california and uh, let's see i had another concert at an art gallery with a wonderful violinist called um uh, Philip and Vaiman and he's really wonderful great musician and we did uh, a lot of music together it was a great time and now um, I am supposed to have a concert <laughs> in a few days <laughs> oh. I'm going to Washington State and I'm oh, going fantastic. to play yes for the wonderful uh, Friends of the Guitar Hour, which is like Excellent. a concert series um, that is presented by um, Leon Atkinson. Okay. And he's a legend in the, in the classical guitar world. Yeah. Like he studied with uh, Segovia, he's played with so many wonderful people. And he's a really inspirational human being as well. Yeah. So I'm so delighted to be part of this concert series that has been having such amazing players, players yeah. that have been Grammy nominated, Grammy awards, and now here I am just playing for oh, that. Exciting. It feels like, yeah, it is really exciting. I'm very much looking forward to that. And then I have another concert in England, and oh, wow. that that is at the Sweddle Festival okay. in UK. Very excited about that. And I might be giving a master class in Spain as well. The okay. things are still a little bit uh, you, yeah. in the works because yeah. you know the situation, the terrible situation that right. Europe is facing now with right. the conflict we, between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. So, we just don't know. yeah, exactly. So so much uncertainty but you know things are starting to clear it out and i'm so excited i have also another concert and i'm going to be part of a jury uh for the competition it's going to be for the guitar festival and competition in guatemala okay. and yes i'm really excited about that it will be my first time in person in Guatemala playing for, for my fans there and I feel it's such a wonderful opportunity because it's my opportunity of giving back to South yeah. America and sure. to sharing my knowledge my musicianship and just giving the best I can wonderful. so yeah you know it, it's funny because you, you, you know you mentioned mentioned Guatemala and I know absolutely nothing about the guitar scene in Central America like nothing I, I have no idea what what's going on I with the guitar in that it area is, of the world. I think it is uh, it is strong because you have very fabulous guitarists, like especially from Argentina, from right. Chile, uh, from uh, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is like really immense. Oh, in, my, oh gosh. my gosh, such great masters, so much, huh. uh, so much talent is insane. I, I have yeah. to say it, and they have like. Um, award-winning guitars there it's incredible it's incredible but i feel like of course it could be more nurtured and it yeah. could be more well known uh so i just want to also help the the guitar in south america to become yeah. something bigger 
and for the world to know that it exists and right. and to show the world what what people from South America can achieve in instruments yeah. as well. I feel like a lot of that is a lack of opportunities and lack of resources, as you know. Right, 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 right. Sure. Well, that's exciting. Do you, do you think the, 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 the tour that you had in South America, do you think you'll be able to reschedule a lot of that? Yes, it's looking yeah. like that. Uh, about the tour in Europe, I'm not quite sure because of the circumstances, but right. about South America, it is looking like it will span through uh, October, November, and December. Okay. Wow. I'm going to be on and off because I need to juggle that with my right. degree at the university. <laughs> but yes, it's going to be, it's going to happen. That's exciting. That's that's really really great. Awesome. Thank great. You. And and so and you mentioned that uh, you you have sponsorships from Augustine and, and Cordova, right? So yes. how how what what did, what is that all about? How did you how did you manage <laughs> that? And what does that do for you? And what do you do for them? And and what does that look like? Yes. Well. Um... It's an endorsement. It is something that happens a lot, especially, it, it doesn't happen a lot in classical music, but I do ha know that it happens a lot in pop music. And, of course. You know, like the, the electric guitar sponsors some amazing electric guitarists like Fender, right. Gibson. So sure. they are starting to do that in the classical music as well. And uh, well, Agustin has always had the Agustin artist roster on which like, People like wonderful performance from the world <laughs> are part of it. For me, it was kind of a surprise because I, I was, <laughs> I was honored. I mean, really, it's just you, you see people that are like Jason View, yeah. Adam Levin, living legends of the instrument who are part of it. And then I, I won a competition. I won like the third prize for the Rising Stars competition. Okay. And then uh, it was like an online competition, guitar competition. And after that, uh, we got a prize from Agustin. And okay. then I was approached by uh, the people from Agustin and we started working out the possibility of being an Agustin artist. And okay. I sent them my information. Well, they were already familiar with my work. And right. well, I was appointed uh, an Agustin artist. So that, that was nice. a great honor for yeah. me, I think. It changed my life in so many ways from, because you, when you feel like the someone is validating your work yeah, in some way you feel like okay <laughs> thank you and uh, okay now i can keep going I, you know i might actually know what i'm doing yeah yes because you know as artists i think that we are always somehow insecure of what we're yeah. doing we're right. never good enough in our minds yep. yes Absolutely. in our minds it's just no good and you yeah. can always be better and better and better yep. so from and that as perspective soon as you start to feel good about yourself you, you hear somebody else and you go oh my gosh that person is so much better than i and that happens all the time you know it's, it's like it's just <laughs> yeah it, the sky is the limit in art right. so you can always get better and i think that we're always so uh focused on that growth that we mm -hmm. sometimes don't see what we have accomplished so far so that was huge that that, that like made me uh, feel like i okay i can go i can go for it and it gave me like a lot of um energy to keep on going yeah. especially it all happened on the time of the pandemic so right. for me oh, okay. it was like wow. incredible and then well after that uh 
I started the conversations with Cordoba. They, they have known my work and that happens because of social media. Okay. And that's a wonderful thing because they started seeing my post uh, playing the Cordoba guitar and okay. then they liked my videos and then they started sharing my videos on their, um, you know, their website and on their channels. And I just told them the truth one day. I have one of those days on which I feel like it and I write. So they, they, they were saying, oh, thank you for, for allowing us to, to take your video and share it. And I was like, no, of course, for me, it's a great honor. And I told them the truth. That is that the Cordoba guitars were the ones that opened up my life as a musician here in the U.S. Because when I arrived, I had to sell my guitar, the one that I had in Cuba. Oh. So I could have enough money to pay for my flight. Oh so, my gosh. Are you yes. kidding me? No, for sure. You for had sure. to sell your guitar so you could come to the United States to study guitar. And even though, <laughs> even though I sold it, even though I sold it, it wasn't enough because it was so cheap and, or, or oh, maybe people couldn't like pay gosh. for that. And then my mom's boss, uh, he paid the other part of oh. my flight. So I will wow. never forget that. That was a huge uh, gesture. So when I arrived, I had nothing. I had a big dream and I didn't have a guitar. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, what can I do? So I decided to go to the music store. I think it was Samach. And well, let's see what we can get. I didn't have credit. I didn't have anything. I just had like $200 oh, wow. on my pocket and that was all. So I oh went there gosh. and I saw a lot of guitars, but one of them was a Cordoba C3. So the okay. basic, the most yeah. basic Cordoba guitar. Sure. However, I have to say that that I think was the best of the lot. You know that sometimes yeah. on the from the oh, factories right. you can get an amazing guitar that yep. just comes out of the blue and then the rest are mm. not as good. So that was one of those, I think, because even to the day of today, I have it with me. Wow. And it, yeah, and I like it. I still like it. So my $200 guitar and me, yes. And that was a Cordova guitar. With that guitar, I auditioned to get okay. my master's at oh the University gosh. of Miami. And I got oh in and I got gosh. the scholarship. So <laughs> yeah, it opened up my life. And with that guitar, I did like 10 concerts <laughs> before wow. I was able to, to have a more fancy guitar, which happened to be another Cordova because... Oh. Yeah, still I couldn't afford like a luthier guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had like the payment plans on so much, and I <laughs> and I said, you know, let's just go with the Cordoba again. So up to this day, I've been playing Cordobas. So That's amazing! It felt, what a when thing! I, what, oh yeah. my gosh! Now they, they've got to love this story. I mean, there's so there's so much to to love about this story. I would I would just think. You know, if if I were a, a corporate person in charge of marketing, I would I would want to I would want to let everybody know this story. You know. Well, they they work. I think that that yeah, they, we connected and they were oh my god, really? And then they say well, and then we started the conversations about becoming a court of artists, and now yeah. I'm indoors, and I am so thankful and so honored. That's and wonderful. That that's it that is, great. Yeah. That's, that's just fantastic. It felt yeah. like something yeah. organic and something that, right. you know. Well, uh, literally, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you walk into a music store with your last dollar and <laughs> that's what you, you end literally. up with. Literally. 
Amazing! Yes. Wow. <laughs> and then the the I mean, just the there's there's this ironic thing about you having to sell your guitar to come here to study guitar <laughs> yes the craziest things that we have to do it's just yeah there's a lot of things that are crazy when you're coming from other countries especially a country yeah. like cuba you have to right. <laughs> there are stories for hours yeah. so have you have you been back to cuba at all since you've been here Yes, yes, you I've are. been okay. back. You're able to go back. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually in Miami because I went to Cuba to visit my family. It had been almost three years because oh. before the pandemic, uh, well, I was pregnant and then the pandemic and uh, the time went by and they said, well, I now need to go now that things are starting to open up and, you know, it, it's looking yeah. good. So and I, and it's always wonderful to go there and reconnect with my family, yeah. with also my teachers, my elementary teachers. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I also love going to my elementary school and talking to the kids and also bringing them. I try to kind of collect strings and whatever right. I can collect yeah. before going to Cuba. I ask my friends, I ask everybody. Uh, a Cordoba, I asked the Maestro Pepe Romero. <laughs> yeah. So this time I brought them strings like from Romero guitars, um, Cordoba guitars also because they, they started doing some strings. Uh, Agustin, other strings that people had oh. and they were so happy because yeah. one of the major difficulties for people, for, for these kids that are super talented and super into it is that they don't have sometimes the means. Like they, right. they just... They can't change the strings because they don't have strings. Right. They have very old instruments. So anything that, that I can do to help them, that I know that that, will, that might change their lives. So Absolutely. I try to do it. That's beautiful. It's fantastic. Is, is, it, is it difficult for you to go back? I, like travel-wise, how, how does that work in terms of like visas and whatnot? Is it, are you able to travel freely? Yeah, I'm able to travel freely because uh, I am an American citizen now, but I am also a Cuban citizen. So okay. I have dual citizenship. And right. then as a Cuban citizen, you don't need a visa to just go okay. there and that's it. Yes, right. it's yeah. it's kind of easy. Yes. Yeah, good for you. That's the, did you Have you played there? Did, have, have you gone back and played? No. <laughs> oh, you have to. No. Yeah, I know. That's what... <laughs> That's what people always say when I yeah. go. You have to Amazing. do a concert here. And my, my aunt is an uh, yes, she's an opera singer and she's a oh, professor wow. at the University of Arts there. And we're always thinking about doing, you know, a concert and everything. Yeah. But it's every time that I go, I just I feel so focused on, you know, getting that little yeah. time with my family to right, spend of course, of that course. it just flies by. I feel like but maybe in the future I will. I, it's one of the things that I want to do. It's one of the yeah. things that I want to do, and probably I will. Yeah. Uh, but what we have in plans is, if I go in December, I am going to do a master class at the University of Arts and also wonderful. at my elementary school of music. Uh, yeah. And are there are there young students studying guitar at your elementary school now? Yes, they do. Oh, yes, fantastic. they and they are very talented. Like yeah. three of them just won international prizes. Wow! Uh, a couple of months ago, yes, yes. Uh, one of them was at a competition here in the United States. They oh. did it uh, online. They submitted okay. everything online, and yeah, they, they won. So they are very wow. talented, and, and it's and so is, so nice to see them so invested in the instruments. Yeah, and who who, who are they studying with there? With my professor. 
Alejandro Coira. He's a great okay. teacher. He's uh, a kind of professor that he has been doing that for years and years. I think that more than 25 years. Okay. And he's always enthusiastic and always pushing you towards like almost your limits. <laughs> right. Sure. But making you become a better musician day by day, but without being overbearing, you know, right. always giving you space for your creativity and always being sweet. It's just an amazing pedagogue. Yeah. Uh, he always inspires me. Wonderful. That's that's great. Excellent. Wow. So it sounds like you have a, a lot coming up, which is, is great. You know, the pandemic is, is moving away and we're getting back to work and you've, you've, got, a, you've got a lot on your plate and uh, raising a two-year-old at the same time, which, you know, is when you said that, I said, did she just say she has a two-year-old? Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a big job too. Yeah. It <laughs> you is know? a full time, <laughs> a full time job. So, do you practice at three a.m.? I'm guessing. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be true. I am the kind of person who needs to sleep. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't function well. Yeah. So I, I might just do <laughs> a little bit of something while he's like, uh, I don't know, asleep. That's what I okay. do a lot on the yeah. naps. Or well, now he's starting to go to a little school, so he okay. goes there okay. and I have more time. So nice. that's how I balance things. I tried wow. the three five a.m. thing; it didn't work. Oh. I was just so tired and grumpy. <laughs> it just <laughs> it didn't work at all. <laughs> And what is your course schedule like when, when school is in? It's know, pretty how... tough. It's pretty yeah. tough. And it's about to get tougher because I am about to become a teaching assistant uh, oh, at, wow. the, yeah, at USC. Oh, yeah, like you need something else to be doing. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. <gosh. laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yes, I am. Um, how is it looking now for next semester? is <laughs> going to be packed. Um, probably I have like almost every day fill up between the classes of the university that I need to take, the ones that I need to be teaching. Right. And also my private students that are now... Oh my gosh, you're teaching privately too. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, time is limited. So yeah, I do. But I'm now cutting down a little bit uh, because yeah. I prefer to just give them a quality class right. uh, than just be randomly... Uh, maybe I'm focused because I'm tired. So sure. I'm being very selective now. Uh, if you're listening to this well. and you want to take classes, there's going to be a little audition. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, sure if, I'm sure if you were tired, everybody would understand why. Uh, thank you. But yes, it's looking like every day is going to be very packed. Uh, I try to, however, I try to balance it a little bit uh, on the weekends. On the right. weekends, I need that rest and recharge, which is very, right. very important to me. Otherwise, yeah. burnout will come and it's not going to look fun. Uh, <laughs> on, yes. On Saturdays, I try to uh, keep it healthy, try to organize things. But going out is very important to me. Yeah. For a walk, going out of town, taking yeah. some time with nature. That is so, so yeah. important to me. I think it recharges me and makes me be more creative and more focused and more right. grateful on the Absolutely. things. And then on Sunday, it is the day of 
waking up late if the baby allows it of course <laughs> doing some brunch very important it might be at home it might be at another place catching up with some friends yeah. and that is one of the wonderful things about LA I have been able to make so many wonderful friends yeah Mircha Gorgoncha Ashley Lucero T.Y. Zhang amazing musicians <laughs> Mac Rijik yeah. amazing musicians amazing guitarists and also great friends so we, right. we whenever we can make it uh, all work we will get together and you know have a little bit of a gathering maybe at each one home or maybe sure. we can meet at a park I think that is something that people don't say a lot but balancing um, your life and work it's so important for accomplishing it is, things it's and sometimes people you think that if you want all the time if you want to yeah yeah, some people think that, okay, so for me, that's like you see to be on the grind, grind, grind. And yeah. it is all about trying to keep a balance so you can get where you want to get. Right. So you can yeah. be a better person every day. If you're burnt out, if you're tired, it's not only a matter of your physical health, mental health, but also yeah. your creative health. Everything suffers. Yeah. So I, I always try for me, <laughs> super know. important to get that space. <laughs> Yeah, you you know you you were you you were wise beyond your your apparent years. So good for you for for realizing these things. Thank you so things. much. You're you're absolutely right though. I always I always think it's 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 like you know you can't cut with a dull blade, right? You know you have to sometimes you have to take a break and let let things kind of settle in, and and then you'll be better when you get back to it. But it is sometimes you get to a point where yeah, it's just all you do is work, and that's not good. For anybody you know so. not good i have learned I, I i have learned by experience because uh, <laughs> i will get such bad burnouts that I, they will send me to the er literally yeah. oh that i will be dehydrated or i will be just so tired that i will need an iv so yeah. when you get this kind of scares in life you're more conscious about yeah okay i'm reaching my limit let me just yeah. Sit back, recharge, <laughs> listen to some relaxing music, and tomorrow will be another day. Yeah. Because there will, always will be, be okay. a, yeah. there will always be another day as long as you are healthy and you're in Earth. Right, yeah, yeah. That's great. And it sounds like you have a really tremendous community of people there in, in, in L.A. to... Thank you. It must be a pretty special place to be this time, I'd imagine. So. Yes, I think that I, that has been a wonderful thing. Not only learning, but getting to meet wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I think it has changed my life in so many ways. And, and, and they will it will change it even more because every day that you spend with people who inspire you, yes. uh, it just makes you a better person. So I'm not only inspired by the wonderful teachers because, oh my God, Scott Tennant, oh yeah. my God, William Tennant Yorks, oh my God, Maestro Pepperomero, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm most inspired by people like, for example, Luis, Luis yeah. Valentine, wonderful person, like these friends that I told you, like Mac, yeah. like T.Y., mm -hmm. Ashley, Joseph, Mircha, uh, all these colleagues that are around, and yeah. they are just incredibly talented and amazing human beings. So, yeah. yeah. So, so here, here's a small world question for you. Um, do you happen to know Laura Gamboa? No. She's, she's a first year violinist at, at, uh, at USC. 
and her her father is a student of mine and has been for yes. probably I don't know 13 or 14 years. Yeah, and I've I've known Laura since she was in elementary school. So um, she oh, just played a recital there last last week. I got to watch it online. It was really really cool. So that is so wonderful. <laughs> well, I don't know her yet, but I probably will <laughs> next I, year. I, that that would be crazy. Yeah, it was like the, 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 yeah. Oh, of course you know. Yeah, that would that would be that would be a very very small world kind of thing right there. That's. <laughs> But yeah, that's, but she's she's having she's having a great time there. You know, it's it, and the way she describes the environment there is is you know so it's, it seems like it's a really special place these days, which is, is fantastic. You know. It is. It is. A, it is a very interesting mixture of something very tough and demanding because you do have to put the work. Right. You do feel like you're on an elite kind of thing because yeah, you are. it is not, <laughs> it is not it is not like I'm gonna get to the class and not know the yeah. piece that I have to play for Scott Tennant or not to have the paper of like thirty pages that I needed for the pedagogy class. And you every professor that you have is so respected that and and they are also so engaged in what they teach you that you just right. want to give them the best you can. Of course. Uh, but at the same time they are welcoming, they're understanding, they're human, and the people around feel that energy, and it doesn't feel competitive. Right. Or overbearing. It feels yeah. like a place where everybody's welcome, yeah. and that people are there for each other. So you right. feel that, and that's beautiful. And, and they probably thrive because of that, you know? Yes, and, I, and feel and that. I feel that. I feel that it's not thriving because of who is better than whom, right. but thriving, learning from each other. Right. And it's, it's surrounded by this respect and, and um, I guess, respect for the art, you know? Yes. It, it, you don't want, you, you want to honor what you're doing, you know, and you're given, given an environment where that is the focus and that's, you give them the space to do that and, and because they know that that's where the beautiful stuff's going to happen. You know, exactly. You're, you're very fortunate to be there. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Thank for you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm, I'm deeply grateful. Yeah. I do. So is there anything else that we, we should should tell people about that you have coming up? Or is that, is that pretty much covered? <laughs> well, yes, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about the, the present, the future, and the past. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just so thankful that you had me today on your oh, it's, podcast. It's, it's it is a wonderful. wonderful podcast that I've been following for such a long time. And you have had such wonderful, interesting players in here. And I always feel like it's such a nice conversation. And you're yeah. such a great host. <laughs> so I just had the best time today. Well, Thank I appreciate you so much. that. And thanks, thanks for listening. And uh, we will definitely get you back. I really, you know, catch up and, and hear what what happens over the over the unfolding of your of your career com, coming up here. So it's 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 been a real pleasure to talk to you, and I really appreciate your time. And good luck to you. Thank you so much. See you in the next one. This is Carl Wolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>